0: Listening to this Ghost Talks podcast with your host, Chris Gibbett. MG, I've made it to episode number 7 of This Ghost Talks. I'm your host Chris Given and today I'm talking about one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. And that's virtual reality. I first tried VR in the late 90s at Canada's Wonderland, which is an amusement park. I tried it with my brother-in-law and it cost about $5 for 3 minutes of game time. And that was a lot of money back then. The headset was massive and heavy, and the graphics were blocky to say the least. But the game started, and I was running down a tunnel underground, and I could hear my brother-in-law in my headset. Couldn't see him, and I asked where he was, and he said, I'm right behind you. So I turned my head around, and there he was. What struck me first was the size of his character. He was massive. He was standing there, kitted out in full white armor, all except for his head. My attention then turned to these creatures that started to attack us that came out from these holes along the tunnel. I pulled the trigger on the joystick and killed the creatures. I could tell I was shooting them, but I didn't see any weapon. We got to the end of the tunnel and we entered an elevator. As we looked up, we started to go up, and I could see the top as we were moving up, and as we approached it, I saw a cityscape complete with very tall buildings. As soon as we got to the top, we continued down the road, and new bad guys attacked us. And we we killed all of them that we could see. But I realized I was still being shot. But from where? Well, it didn't occur to me to look up, because we weren't used to looking up or down from our early first-person shooter games. Anyway, I finally looked up, and there was this bridge spanning the road between two buildings, and there were more bad guys up there shooting at us. I uh, instinctively raised my arm up to shoot back because I was holding my controller around waist level and lo and behold, a computer-generated arm and my gun rose up in front of me while I was blown away. As I started shooting, I could see the shells ejecting from my gun and the gun itself was life-sized. Shortly after that experience, the game ended. It only lasted a few minutes, but it left a burning desire in me for more virtual reality because it was just an incredible experience. Fast forward to the year 2012. My friend Voodoo called me and said, guess what? There's a new VR headset coming out from this new company called Oculus. They started a Kickstarter campaign and quickly raised over $2.4 million to build their headset. I followed their progress daily, and at my earliest opportunity, I bought a development kit called the DK2. There were no games, really, just short experiences, but I had a blast playing in VR with that unit. One of my favorite places to hang out in those early days of VR was a program called Max Theater. They used to host karaoke parties, and it was great fun. Sadly, they stopped the development, and I have yet to this day to find another program that does what they were doing. The closest thing we have today is called Big Screen, and it's a VR theater as well, where you can watch movies with your friends or just chat. It's amazing too, and it could represent the future of movie theaters in my opinion. My next headset was the HTC Vive, which I used almost every day for two years. I still have it to this day, although I've handed it down to my son but it's still an incredible piece of kit. I've shown everyone I can VR, and it's my favorite part because I know the feeling they get witnessing it for the first time. I envy them because I can kind of relive that feeling a bit through them. After many hundreds of hours in VR, it starts to become normal. You acclimatize to it, so to speak. We call it getting your VR legs the better it gets, the more normal it feels because, well, we're used to being in a 3D world. As incredible as VR is today, it still has a very long way to go to get to the point where it will be indistinguishable from reality, as Elon Musk puts it. Half-Life was a game we played many years ago, and it was known for breaking new ground on what's possible in computer games. It's been so many years since the last Half-Life game that we the fans of that series thought we would never again see another game. But the news finally came that Valve was not only making a new Half-Life game, but that it was being made specifically for VR. And on top of that, they developed their own VR headset to play with it. Of course I had to have it, so I ordered my Valve Index kit and right now, It's simply the best VR money can buy. At least for the time being, that is. Half-Life Alex was absolutely incredible, and scary, and immersive. It's everything we wanted from a AAA game. Another home run from Valve, which, once again, pushes the boundaries of gaming. Spoiler alert, there's this one level called the Jeff level, which had me literally cowering in a corner. This monster, called Jeff by one of the game's NPCs, which stands for non player characters, had spores pouring out of it. And, it. and if it got too close to you and you didn't cover your mouth I mean, literally cover your mouth it would make you cough and you'd die a horrible death. This was the most terrifying beast I've ever seen, and you actually get stuck in an elevator with it. The upside was Jeff was blind. The downside was he had incredible hearing. Thank God this all took place in an old vodka factory, and I had plenty of bottles to throw around to distract him. This thing followed you for what felt like an eternity, but in the end, when you finally get rid of him, it's the most satisfying thing. Not too many games make you breathe a sigh of relief like that. Valve wasn't sure how Half-Life Alex was going to be met but has been so popular that they can't keep up with the demand for their headset, the Index. I think Valve has once again taken the industry by the hand and shown them that quality VR can be done, and I think more AAA studios will start to develop for VR now that Valve has shown the way. On that note, there's been a recent rumor that Rockstar Games, the makers of Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto, are working on an open-world, title for VR. Well, Let's hope that's the case. My dream VR game would be a Jedi Knight style adventure game where you could use the force powers with simple hand gestures, or going even further out, just my thoughts as Valve is also working on a brain-computer interface for that purpose. But imagine how immersive it would be to be able to make a simple pinching motion for force choke. Or a claw jester to have lightning fly from your fingertips. Or just a simple wave of your hand to use a Jedi mind trick. These things and more are on the horizon. There's one Jedi game that's here now and it's called Vader Immortal. And although it uses controllers, it's still awesome. You literally get to have a lightsaber fight with Darth Vader. And fight a Rancor beast. I'll be streaming that game soon and you'll be able to watch it on my Facebook gaming page called Given Entertainment Gaming. If you want to look that up, you're most welcome. Or you can also watch my gaming on my Twitch page. Just search for Ghost55. That's GH05T55. Is it a shameless plug if I'm plugging my own stream sites and my own podcast? Anyway, if you're a gamer and you like watching streams... <coughs> Join me, and together we will rule the universe as gaming buds. Oh, I just remembered. I want to tell you about this time when I was playing Half-Life Alex for the first time, and it was in this very scary part of the game. Now, you have to know that I do all my gaming in the basement late at night after my wife and kids are asleep. I work night, so it's my me time. But this night, I was 100% sure everyone was asleep, And I was totally alone in my basement to play VR. Okay, so that sets the stage. I'm totally immersed into the game at this point. And this is where my cat decides to jump up on my arm in an attempt to get up on my shoulders. It felt like someone had grabbed me and I nearly had a heart attack. I wish I'd been streaming. Because it would have ended up as an internet meme for sure. People love to scare people while in VR, but I don't recommend it. Something is liable to get broken, like your TV screen or your nose, after they get a hold of you. Now, I want to talk about one of my favorite games in VR, one which I've spent over 700 hours in. It's called Onward. It's a multiplayer, team based tactical military shooter, and as far as I'm concerned, it still sits in the top spot in that department. I remember the first time I played that game and the first time I got shot and killed. I watched my body go limp and fall to the ground, while from my perspective, I remained in a standing position. And I remembered thinking to myself, this must be what it's like for a soul when you die. Just being there witnessing your body. It, it was an incredible experience. Now the level of immersion is awesome. There is no crouch button. You actually have to crouch physically. There is no prone button. You literally have to go down on your belly. There is no reload button. You have to hit the mag release, pull out the mag, throw it away, pull another one out from your belt, because you carry all your equipment attached to you like it would be in real life, and you have to slap in a new mag and charge the gun. Going through those actions increase the immersion a hundredfold. Onward was still early in its release, but I decided to start a gaming league with teams and all, and it evolved into the Onward Master League, which is still running to this day. Incidentally, my team was called the Ghost Riders. I made some awesome new friends that I played side-by-side with for a very long time. I want to give a shout out to Mixologist, Willow the Steven12, Thunderpilot, Otto, and the rest of the League players, you guys rock. Friendliest bunch of guys you could ever want to hang out with. There's simply nothing like playing that game competitively. There were some clutch moments where it felt like my heart was going to beat right out of my chest. One such moment I remember was when the enemy team was down to their last player and I was at a position to defend the uplink, which is what their objective is is to send a code via this uplink. Now I had a gut feeling that the player was in the process of sending the code. So I took out a grenade, and I threw it as hard as I could, and it found its mark directly on the uplink. One satisfying explosion sound later, and I won the round. It's moments like that that I'll never forget. See, it's hard to explain just how awesome VR is. But maybe you'll get a better picture of it when I tell you that I have actual memories of being places in games Just as if I was there in real life. You don't play the game from the outside in, you are playing the game from the inside. You are in the game. Everywhere you look, you see the game and only the game. The future of VR will have us training in VR, working in VR, playing in VR, watching movies in VR, and shopping in VR. Yes, I can't wait to walk through the virtual shopping malls after all the real brick-and-mortar stores are all closed. Maybe, as we all lose our jobs in the real world, they will migrate to VR. Speaking about watching movies in VR, one of my favorite movies about VR is Ready Player One. If you haven't seen this movie yet, I recommend you do because it will give you a great idea of where VR might be headed, and it's great fun. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to my journey down the VR rabbit hole. And if you haven't tried it yet, I urge you to go somewhere, anywhere and try it for yourself. And you'll instantly understand why I'm so excited about VR. But before I go, I'll leave you with this quote. VR is a way to escape the real world into something far more fantastic. It has the potential to be the most social technology of all time. I'm the most optimistic guy about VR out there and I have crazy visions of what we'll be doing in the future. Palmer Luckey, founder of the Oculus Rift. Please come back next week as I pull out my crystal ball and predict the future. Bye for now.